0: I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. Shalom Malachem, peace be upon you, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. The website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Uh, that's where you get access to the uh, devotionals and the uh, biblical Hebrew for beginners. All kinds of things at the website, scriptureandprophecy.com. Today we are looking at this week's Torah, or not Torah portion, but Prophets portion for the week, which happens to be Zechariah, chapter 3, verses 13 through chapter 4. We're going to be doing a little bit of additional reading today from the uh, book of Revelation as well. Now, this is a very, very interesting uh, couple of... Really, it's only about 20 verses long, but it's very, very interesting. And in many ways, it raises just as many questions as it does uh, anything else. Um, And uh, we see a lot of uh, correlations with the book of Revelation. So, in addition to reading this, we're also going to read Revelation chapter 11 today. So, uh, hopefully, we can get through this and walk away with with some type of deeper understanding um, but like I said it's very possible that we might just have more questions uh, and sometimes that's what sets people on fire for the word and what gets them to dig and to study and to to understand. Let me just start by the first verse and I'll bring up just an interesting point it could be nothing or it could be something. Uh, the first thing I want to do say is though there's a lot here that points to our Lord and Savior, our Messiah, Uh, we see that word THE BRANCH uh, in all caps in your King James Bible, uh, which is a word that's used to describe Messiah uh, in several places uh, in the Bible. All right, let's just kind of dig in. Let's start with the first first verse here, or actually be the second verse that we read. Be silent. O all flesh before the Lord, for he is raised up out of his holy habitation. And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a bram plucked out of the fire? Alright, first thing I want to point out is Zachariah is like seeing this vision, right? And he sees Joshua the high priest. Now, Joshua in Hebrew is Yahushua, which is the same name that is or that was given. To our Lord and Savior, in English we call him Jesus, but it was Yahushua or Yeshua is the short form of that name. I'm not going to go into a big name lesson because I just get really irritated with uh, the sacred namers Um, and people who think they know Hebrew that don't know Hebrew and get into that whole debate and everything. Um, But Yeshua is short for Yahushua, kind of like Matt is short for Matthew or John is short for Jonathan. that same concept. Nonetheless, it's the exact same name here being used. And, you know, the scripture seems to be referring to Joshua, the Joshua of the Old Testament. Uh, But I just think it's interesting that it's the same name and it's the high priest and there just seems to be some nuance here. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I just wanted to make you aware of that when you read this and maybe read over it again. Um, that that's the name that's actually there, which means Jehovah saves, right? Or Jehovah is salvation. The other interesting thing is that Satan is there, and he's there to rebuke, or not to rebuke, but to resist him from standing before the Lord. I just I don't have any commentary to give on that, other than to hear some very interesting things taking place to really start this whole thing off. So now that I've added more more confusion, uh, let me start over here. And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan, even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this the brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua Joshua was clothed with filthy garments, and he stood before the angel. And he answered, and he spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thy iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with a change of raiment. And I said, Let them set fair miter upon his head. So they set a fair miter upon his head, and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by, and the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, that's Jehovah Sava'ot. If thou wilt walk in my ways, and if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house, and shalt also keep my courts, and I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at, For behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch. And of course, we know the branch is talking about um, Jesus, talking about Messiah. Um, There's so many scriptures, I'm not going to go read them all, that deal with that. Um, We've covered it a lot before, but that's what that's dealing with. And that's why in your King James Bible, you see that in all caps, usually. Verse 9. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua... Upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave the graving thereof, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall ye call every man his neighbor under the vine, under the fig tree. Chapter 4. Now, the portion only calls us for us to read like the first nine verses or something like that. We're just going to read the whole chapter because it's only... 11 verses, and it just helps fill in the context here. All right, let's begin. And the angel that talked with me again, and he waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep. And he said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick of gold with a bowl upon the top of it, and the seven lamps thereon, and the seven pipes to the seven lamps, which are upon the top Thereof. Now, please note this: we see this exact same imagery in the Book of Revelation, right? The seven lampstands. You mean Revelation chapter four verse five says, "And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of the fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God." So the, you know, the Book of Revelation goes on to explain what these things are. Let's continue. It's, this isn't the only reference. And the side by side referencing we can do, look at verse three, and two olive trees by it, upon one upon the right side of the bowl, and the other upon the left side thereof, which is straight out of Revelation eleven. These are the two olive trees, and the two candlesticks standing before the throne, before the God of the earth. Let's continue on, verse four. So I answered and I spake unto the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my lord? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my lord. Then he answered and he spake unto me, saying, these, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerbabel, saying, Not by my might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerbabel? Thou shalt become a plain. And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof, with shoutings crying, Grace, grace, unto it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hand shall also finish it, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto you. For who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice, and shall see the plummet, in the hand of Zerubbabel, with those seven, they are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth. Then I answered, then answered I, and said unto him, What are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick, and upon the left side thereof? And I answered again, and he said unto him, What be these two olive branches, which through the two golden pipes empty the golden oil out of themselves? And he answered to me, and he said, No, it's not. These be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he said, These are the two anointed ones that stand before the Lord of the whole earth. Now, that's the answer that is given. Uh, He's asking what the two olive trees are, and he says, And the book of Revelation also says that they stand before the Lord, right? Uh, If you go to Revelation chapter 4, these are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. That's what it says in Revelation, the, which which is what the angel tells John to write down. And then here, uh, the angel's telling Zechariah, then he said these are the two anointed ones that stand before the Lord of the whole earth. So same answer. Most commentators, if you go back and you read like Matthew Henry and and some other commentators, they believe the two anointed ones are speaking of Messiah and the Holy Spirit. That these are the two anointed ones that are being spoken of. Alright, I thought just because there's so many references here to Revelation 11, you know, with the candlesticks and the olive branches, or the olive trees and all that, uh, that we should just read Revelation 11 to go with it. Uh, So let's just do that. Let's go take a look at Revelation chapter 11. We're going to read it. It is a total of 19 verses, so it'll only take a minute. Just to kinda of get the whole picture again. It's just I I love things like this, where you know, you have an old testament prophet being shown a vision, and and then that vision is just kind of reiterated again um in the book of Revelation. And so let's go ahead and have a look here. Verse one, Revelation chapter eleven. And there was given me a reed like unto a rod. And the angel stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar, and them that worship therein. But the court which is without the temple leave out, and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles. And the holy city shall they tread under foot forty and two months. And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand, two hundred, and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. All right. We have to stop because, interestingly enough, in this verse here, verse 4, it says that, that the two witnesses are the two olive trees. Which I find interesting, right? And I will give power unto my two witnesses, is what it says. They shall prophesy a thousand and two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth. These, which with the context would be, speaking of the two witnesses, are the two olive trees. And the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. Very, very interesting. Again. When I do things like this, when I, when I get into these prophecies, many times I just make more, I just create more questions than I do answers. And uh, But nonetheless, hope you're being blessed. Let's continue on. Verse 5. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth, and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven, that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against him, and shall overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies shall lie in the streets of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom in Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Just a note, obviously the great city that's being spoken of is Jerusalem. But it's spiritually called Sodom in Egypt because it's went the way of that. Um, but we know that it's talking about Jerusalem because it says, also Where our, also our Lord was crucified. And usually in the Bible when it says, The great city, it's speaking of Jerusalem. Let's continue. Verse 9, And they of people and kindreds and tongues and of nations and shall see their bodies three days and a half and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. And they that dwell on the earth shall rejoice over them, and make merry, and shall send gifts one to another. Because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. And after three days and a half, the Spirit of life from God entered into them, and they stood up on their feet, and great fear fell upon them which saw them. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. And they ascended up into heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. And the same hour was there a great earthquake, and a tenth part of the city fell. And in the earthquake were slain of men, seven thousand, and the remnant were frightened and gave glory to God of heaven. Please note, sometimes God's power is being shown that even the, it even causes the remnant to be afraid. But look at how the remnant responds. So that same hour, right, that the two witnesses were resurrected before the people which caused all their enemies to be like trembling in fear, which as it should, that same hour there was a great earthquake and a tenth part of the city was destroyed or fell as a result of the earthquake and there were 7,000 people that died as a result of that and it says the remnant were frightened and here's how they responded and gave glory to the God of heaven. Verse 14, The second woe was passed and behold, the third woe come quickly. And the seventh angel sounded, and there was great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of the Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thanks, O Lord God my Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. And the nations were angry. And thy wrath is come, in the time of the dead, that they should be judged. And that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants the prophets, and to the saints, and to them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroyeth the earth. And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple, and the ark of his testament, and there were lightnings, and voices, and thunderings, and earthquake, and great hail. And that, my friends, is the end of our prophet's reading for this morning. I pray that you've enjoyed this; that uh, it's been a great blessing to you. You know, when I study the Bible, I don't try. I try to come at it with humility and with an open heart, and I allow myself to ask questions. You know, so many come with the Bible with their own pride and arrogance thinking themselves so wise in their own sight. You know, the scripture says, if if a man thinks he knows anything, listen now, if a man thinks he knows anything, he knows nothing yet that he ought to know. You know, I've noticed that the more I learn, the less I know in regards to God's word. I hope that makes, I I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. The more I learn, the more wisdom I gain, the less I know. What I mean when I say that is, is when I first come to faith and started studying the prophecies, I really thought I was wise. Like, I thought I had so much stuff figured out. I I listened to all the YouTube prophets. I listened to all the modern day prophecy teachers. I've got it all figured out. Here's the time charts. Here's the order. What I've learned over the last four or five years that I've been really examining the scriptures for myself is that I didn't know anything. And neither do a lot of people who teach prophecy. Be careful about coming to the word with an arrogant heart. Because you are coming to the word with blinders on. Thinking you know it all. I see it so much. So much arrogance. Be humble before God. And before his word. If a man thinks he knows anything, he knows nothing yet that he ought to know. I just felt led to say those words. I'm sure there'll be some people who are really thrilled that I said that. <laughs> all right, friends. That's all I have for you this morning. I pray you've been blessed. I want to take one more minute here and just say thank you to all of you who've supported this podcast this month. You know, it's this time of year has been, you know, the last few months... I've not been great uh, with that, and then a lot of you have really come through in the month of December, and I'm just so grateful. And it's far beyond what it really is. It's far beyond what I deserve to do this work, uh, because it's my good privilege to do this work. So, the people that have sent stuff to the mailbox, thank you. PayPal, thank you. The Patreon subscribers that are faithful every single month, thank you so much. Again, way more than I deserve, and um, I'm very, very grateful. Alright, enough rambling. Peace and grace be with all of you, and until next time, God bless.